What's up, folks? Frets here. Uh, before I get into uh, this week's Phase 5, I just wanted to briefly touch on the, the weekend that has been on social media and wrestling. And that's, of course, you know, hashtag speaking out. Uh, there's been numerous cases of, you know, as, as we're all aware, of a lot of abuse on women in wrestling and I want to commend these brave these brave women these brave people for speaking out for letting their voices be heard and for hopefully making wrestling a safe space which it already should be so my heart goes out to the victims of all these atrocities I pray that justice is served and that as i said wrestling can be a safe space it it should already be and yeah this is a really uncomfortable topic but if there's one thing that 2020 has taught me is that we have to have uncomfortable conversations and it you know it sucks so tune in now for uh, the next two weeks of Fretz's Fave 5, I already planned this in advance because it's been on my list for a while. The next two weeks, I am covering my current and all-time Fave 5 women wrestlers. Stay tuned. What's going on, everybody? Mr. Fretz here. Welcome to episode 17, or X7. Hang on. of Fretz's Fave 5. Oh, you know I was going to make this joke. You know darn well I was going to make <laughs> this joke. Yes, folks, Fretz's Fave 5 exclusively right here on the Wrestle Addict Radio Patreon page for only 5 bucks a month or 17 cents a day. Thank you, Zach. You can hear content such as this, the 20 Bell Salute, Secret Files, Love and War, and so much more from the Wrestle Addict Radio Familia. Today, I'm going to be talking about my favorite five current female wrestlers. And then on the following week, my favorite five all-time favorite women wrestlers. Happy Father's Day, Dad. So, without wasting any more time, my number five is Dakota Kai. Now, Dakota Kai is someone I have very, very recently became a fan of. Uh, of course, she is uh, currently in NXT. And she made her debut in 2015 uh, under the ring name Evie, losing to a debuting Nia Jax. Huh, that is actually something I didn't know. So her earlier appearances include this and the Mae Young Classic. Uh, she made it to the oh, 2016 the 2017 she was in 2017's may may on classic 
defeating Kavita Devi in the first round, Rhea Ripley in the second round, before being eliminated in the in the quarter semis or something by by eventual winner Kari Zayn. Uh, on uh, in twenty seventeen, she made a return, uh, competing in a battle royal, and eventually on on twenty eighteen scored her first televised victory over the nasty Lacey Evans. Uh, she was uh, she was injured. Uh, unfortunately, a uh, torn ACL, and she would eventually make her make her return uh, late last year. And at NXT Takeover War Games three, I instantly became a fan of her because I thought she was just one another one of those uh, bubbly baby faces, kind of like Tegan Knox, who no is not on this list. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Um, and I just didn't see a lot of appeal in her. I didn't see a lot of personality. I know that her and Tegan, or at least Tegan, is a giant nerd, which I find cute and admirable, but I just, I just didn't see it. I just didn't, I just didn't get it. You know, they were, of course, members of, of Team Kick. And then, uh, leading up to TakeOver War Games... And I think Survivor Series. Then NXT Women's Champion Rhea Ripley was assembling her team. And Mia Yim was chosen over her. For the first ever women's war games match against Shayna Baszler's team. And just before the match took place. At, you know, at TakeOver itself. Of course Dakota Kai would be Mia Yim's replacement because Mia was attacked backstage by an unidentified assailant. Okay. <coughs> uh, and then the best moment, I th one of the best moments I think of the entire night took place next where it was Dakota Kai's turn to come out to the ring and perform in war games. But nope, Swerve, the second she left that cage, she turned around and smashed Tegan Knox's knee in, uh, slamming it in the cage, eliminating, I believe, both of them from the match. But, of course, uh, Rhea Ripley would come out on top. And since then, Dakota Kai has just been an absolute amazing heel on NXT. I believe one of her first post-takeover appearances with her new heel theme, was Tegan Knox screaming in pain from from War Games? Kind of wish she kept that. It's kind of twisted. And of course, she eventually got herself a bodyguard, a heavy in Raquel Gonzalez, who is another former May Young Classic participant. I'm gonna have to go back to the second May Young Classic because I did not watch it. Uh, but there's a lot of great names in the second one. The first one was was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, so Dakota Kai, I think, is just one of my favorite heels right now on, on TV. And although she hasn't been successful against Tegan Knox, uh, Tegan Knox has her number. This is a feud between the two of them I'd love to see more of. I'd like to see 
this be like the new Gargano Champa because they are capable of having those kinds of matches. You know, they they both I believe both of them have had uh, multiple knee injuries, but if they can both stay healthy and have an awesome program like Gargano Champa, I am all for it. And I'm going to make a prediction here, although you can kind of tell it might be happening. Uh, current new NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai has been targeted by Dakota Kai because Dakota had a decisive win over, I believe it was Caden Carter on NXT recently, and Dakota Kai just motions to the camera. Io, I'm coming for you. So I think this is the next title feud. And then, here we go. Team Kick explodes. Insert saxophone music here. And we have the the blow-off. Because I would love to see this match, this feud, have a title on the line. But what I'd like to see, or maybe if I can fantasy book here a little bit and dust that off, um, Dakota Kai wins the NXT Women's Championship at take over SummerSlam, whatever incarnation that's going to be. That's less than two months away. We don't know the fate of SummerSlam. That's kind of freaky, if you ask me. Uh, maybe have it at the PC, uh, not the PC, uh, at headquarters again. Who knows? <laughs> uh, and throughout the rest of the year, Dakota Kai keeps getting wins, whether they're cheap whether they're like vicious, whether they're like smashing her face in the knee brace or something. And then finally there's a last chance, you know, much like the last chance cinematic match that Johnny and Champa had earlier this year. At let's say TakeOver LA. Because I hope to God we have actual WrestleMania in LA next year. I'm doubt it, but you know. And this is the blow-off, and that's the, the feel-good win for Tegan Knox. So Dakota Kai, number five. I love just her vicious heel side. She flipped a switch after feeling like, you know, bubbly, happy-go-lucky team kick to absolute vicious girl with uh, that 1980s giant hair, that, big, that friggin' Nakatomi Plaza perm. I love and I love that extra little bit about her. Top-notch stuff. Now this one might surprise a few people because fairly recently I have been critical of Asuka's not booking but her character like at first her shouting in Japanese at the top of her lungs was getting a little bit on my nerves. Maybe because it was a little bit loud and a little bit... The voice was getting to me. But I've always loved Asuka. And I've actually come around on that whole... Screaming in Japanese thing. I think it's kind of funny. Uh, what I don't like is the whole... You know, what... Chant that it would get. Uh, thank goodness there's no crowds right now. I can't believe this said that. But my number four yes is Asuka. But... Uh, she came onto the scene in uh, 2015, uh, formerly known as as Kana, 
at places like Shimmer, Smash, Japanese Independence, Pro Wrestling Wave, what have you. But I never followed her career leading up to WWE. I never heard of her. But I would be told be told about her by by oh, I don't know even know who I was listening to podcast wise at that point in time. Maybe Attitude Era, because this is way before. Actually, actually, I think it was before a lot of the ones that that I know and love today were even formed. Uh, so, Asuka attended NXT Takeover Brooklyn in 2015, and there were a lot of rumors about her having signed with WWE, which of course were soon confirmed. She got like the uh, the Takeover pop with you know newest signee shown in the crowd and. And there we go. <laughs> I'm sorry for that delay. I was trying to think of something to say. So at September 8th in Tokyo, there was a press conference for Asuka's signing, which took place. And she became the first female Japanese wrestler to sign with the company since Bull Nakano in 1994. Oh my gosh, give me Asuka versus Bull Nakano now. Someone get a time machine, get Bull Nakano in her prime. Like, get. Get me 1994 Bull Meccano versus Asuka. Holy crap, how good would that be? Uh, I mean, Bull Meccano is one of the greatest Japanese female wrestlers of all time, and Asuka is right up there. So her debut appearance, uh, she squashed somebody. Uh, Dana Brooke, I think, maybe even Emma or Cameron, somebody. So she just ripped through the NXT roster. Uh, starting off at NXT TakeOver London, uh, where she defeated Emma. And uh, this was a fantastic performance by both ladies. You know, Emma was a great wrestler in her, in her own right. And although she was booked as the bubbly, plucky underdog, she took Asuka the task here. While at the same time, Asuka just like kicked her head in, and eventually Asuka would win the NXT Women's Championship and go on a tear and have an undefeated streak that lasted until the main roster. I mean, she surpassed Goldberg's streak. She surpassed record-setting women's champion Rockin' Robin. Uh, surpassing her original reign of 502 days. And then finally she would make her main roster debut on, sept on September 2017. Uh, she was signed to the Raw brand back when the brand split kind of mattered, when we didn't have wildcard rules and that kind of thing. So at TLC in October... Asuka defeated her old friend Emma in her in-ring debut. Really cool to see the both of them go full circle on this. Nate take a shot. Uh, and then that year at Survivor Series, in a match against Team SmackDown, Asuka would be the sole survivor, eliminating Tamina and Natalia last. And then Asuka would continue her streak, defeating the likes of, once again, people like Dana Brooke and Emma, Alexa Bliss, and more. 2018, we saw the first ever historic Women's Royal Rumble match, which 
I think is one of my favorite Rumble matches of all time. Not just for the nostalgia pops. We got people like the Nikki, I was going to say the Bella Twins, but I think we only got Nikki Bella, Lita, Trish Stratus, Molly Holly, uh, Vicky Guerrero of all people. Uh, my goodness. And now I love that the Women's Rumble is an annual thing. I mean, sure, it can get a little taxing to have two, you know, 50, 40, 50, 60 minute rumbles in one night, but I'll grit and bear it. I love the Royal Rumble is probably my favorite event of the year, so I'll take it. Asuka would make history by becoming the first winner of the Royal Rumble match. And what was even awesomer after this, uh, Ronda Rousey came out here and had her debut and did the WrestleMania point, all the while Asuka was kind of dancing. And then the, the lead-up to WrestleMania that year, I love that she just came out as the Rumble winner and was kind of trolling the, the women's champions, was just dancing and dancing and pointing at the Mania sign. Like, I'm going to point at that someday. Bucket list. When all this crap is over with, I'm going to WrestleMania and I'm pointing at that damn sign. Hold me to it. Uh, Asuka would then become... Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. No, she would then lose at WrestleMania to Charlotte and her undefeated streak would be broken. And that was one hell of an undefeated streak. 914 days. My goodness. Uh, she would become the SmackDown Women's Champion... And then uh, just last year, she kind of tweaked up her character a little bit uh, as one half of the uh, women's tag team champions with Kari Sane becoming the Kabuki Warriors. Uh, Kari Sane would turn heel and kind of dump her pirate moniker, which was kind of a bummer because I really liked it. But these two were fantastic. I mean, this is when the whole screaming, screaming loud in Japanese thing started. I cringed at first, but I came around to it. Uh, so don't you don't you worry, folks. Yeah, Asuka, number four. She'd be a little higher, but my goodness, this this list was a lot harder than I thought it would be. Uh, the current Raw Women's Champion, and I hope she has a good long run. She's going to have another match. I think I'm predicting now that this is leading towards Charlotte and Asuka at SummerSlam. And this is where Asuka's going to get her win back. My goodness. So, Asuka, number four. Number three, though. Now, had this list been a year ago, Becky Lynch would be number one. But she's at number three, I think, because... Well, well she's not on TV right now. I mean, uh, Becky Lynch is currently pregnant with her and Seth's child. Congratulations to... To Seth and Becky, by the way, that is just so awesome. That heartwarming moment we saw after Money in the Bank, where you know I have to stop being the man so I can go home and be the mom. Mm, right there, right there. Was that around Mother's Day too? That makes everything even even more awesome, even more heartwarming. Shout out to my mom as well. <laughs> so Becky Lynch had the the unprobable rise. You know, I, I compare her rise to Daniel Bryan. You know, Becky became the internet favorite, the internet darling. Uh, 
she'd always been in the fold with the four horsewomen with with her friends, uh, another one of which is going to be on this list. But at the same time, she would kind of also be the one that didn't get a lot of attention. I mean, she was right in there wrestling Charlotte the same time that Bailey and Sasha Banks were having historic main event matches on takeovers. Now, Becky Lynch uh, from, from Ireland uh, grew up in Limerick, Ireland, and in the Dublin suburb of Bladoyle, Baldoyle, I'm sorry. And she's actually a childhood friend of of Steve V1 of uh, OSW Review. You know, it's uh, it's been referenced in some of their reviews in the past, and I think when they did, uh, what's that? Uh, the Marine movie, the one that had Becky Lynch. Well. Uh, Steve got to catch up with, I think it was a media event or something, so look at, look up OSW's The Marine, whatever the new one is, review. And uh, Steve uh, shares a moment with Becky, it's like, you know, they used to be like childhood friends sitting on the steps outside of a uh, school or a library or something, talking about wrestling. And now here she is, uh, the biggest woman, one of the biggest women wrestlers in the world, and Steve is uh, on one of the most popular wrestling podcasts in the world. And I think that's really neat. And it just shows you how far things can go if you set your mind to it and you have a dream. Uh, you know, Becky uh, first came into the WWE in 2013, but she had the, the damn Irish dancer gimmick with the... With the friggin' river dance music, and that was dead on arrival. My goodness, and it wasn't until that she kind of found uh, herself. I don't want to say a new gimmick because it was just maybe a bit of an extension of herself. Had kind of a steam steampunk feel to it, right there with the like the train, uh, the the train engine steam in her entrance, and. Uh, I'm glad that she kind of got out of that stereotype gimmick because that was uh, that, that was that was ouch, and uh, you know she made she made her debut in 2014, and eventually turned heel and uh, formed this team with Sasha Banks called Team B A E, Team Bay O. Team best at everything. And uh, the Alliance would eventually disintegrate when Banks cost Lynch a match against Bailey at at a takeover in 2015. Uh, Becky Lynch would always be one of those perennial people who would be right in the cusp of the title picture in NXT, but never actually win it. She'd have several shots and have several chances, but she never won. However, her popularity would increase when she would come onto the main roster. Uh, she would become the, sm the first woman drafted to SmackDown during the 2016 draft and eventually become the SmackDown Women's Champion. And, and she would have uh, a pretty decent run, maybe a little bit forgettable. And then through the next year or so, she would be 
Shoot up and, be, up and down the card, always prominent, but never really in line to get a shot. And then in 2018, leading up to money in the following Money in the Bank, because she was uh, one of the internet darlings, one of the one of the favorites to win, one of the people you wanted to see win, but it was just out of her grasp and taken from Alexa Bliss. And following Money in the Bank, Becky went on a winning streak, you know, defeating you know Billy Kay, Sonya Deville, Peyton Royce, Mandy Rose, and then eventually, eventually, the SmackDown Women's Champion Carmella, in a non-title match. This, of course, would earn her a title match at SummerSlam, and then Charlotte Flair was added to the match because Charlotte also defeated Carmella in a non-title match. Now, Charlotte and Becky were longtime frenemies, if you will. Uh, and then, yes, so at SummerSlam, Flair went on to win the title. Uh, wait, no. Flair went on to win the title by pinning Lynch, who was about to submit Carmella. And after the match was that historic moment where the two would square off in the ring. And SummerSlam, Brooklyn, was that Brook? Was it Brooklyn that year? Yeah, it was Brooklyn because Toronto was last year. Uh, my goodness, they were loud they were rooting for lynch she was the she was the favorite she was the i'm gonna keep saying the internet darling and then after the match becky lynch snaps turning heel for the first time on the main roster and then becky lynch would berate the crowd claiming that they were not really supporting her the whole time and that she was denied her opportunities which were always handed to flair despite this the audience was really supporting Becky and clinging to her. This was, you know, kind of like the the Bret Hart Steve Austin uh, feud from 1997. Uh, Lynch would finally win the title at uh, I believe it was Hell in the Cell, and then she would retain her title against Flair at both Super Showdown which I believe was one of the first women's matches at a Saudi show, and at the historic all-women's pay-per-view evolution in one of the best matches of 2018, which I believe was a last woman standing match. And at around this time, Becky started using nickname The Man, claiming to be the top wrestler of the company. And I think for a while she was. And she would cut these scathing heel promos to Despite being the most over person on the roster. Sounds like Stone Cold, doesn't it? Like my favorite Becky Lynch promo had to be when she was on the cutting edge. And it's just like an edge is like, how do you live with yourself? Like when I was bad or something, I hated myself. It's like, yeah. You're right. Is it like, yeah, I I I I hate myself. It's like, no. I love myself now why don't you be why don't you stop being so condescending to the champ and get out of my ring I try not to hurt your neck on the way out of the ropes oh! insert gif here and eventually i think a creative just said f it why don't we 
just Booker as a face. And then Becky would continue to be like the, the face that runs the place, but the face that runs the division, she would become a record-breaking Raw Women's Champion for an entire year. Uh, she would take place in the historic main event of WrestleMania 35, an all-women main event with Ronda Rousey herself and Charlotte Flair. Although the match was at the tail end of a very, very long show, I thought they still delivered pretty well. And then Becky would drop one of her titles. I, I forget who to. Uh, may, maybe Charlotte. It, it had to be Charlotte. And then just this year, uh, vacated the Raw Women's title because she was pregnant. You know, Oscar would win the uh, the Women's Money in the Bank. But unbeknownst to, to Oscar, that briefcase was a feast or fired match or a WCW match. And it contained the title itself. Now, I cannot say when Becky will be back, if at all. But if she does come back, my goodness, there's a lot of people I would love to see her get a program with. For one, this next person. This is my brutality! Number two... is Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. I'm sorry. <laughs> Her. <laughs> so Ripley is someone that's been in NXT WWE for about three years now. Uh, Ripley competed in the Inardal May Young Classic. And then after sporting a new look, because in 2017 she looked a little bit like Charlotte Flair, maybe just a little bit. And then she changed the look to the one that we that we know today. The the short hair, the, the spiky vest, the pierced tongue, the heavy metal kind of look, the leather. I absolutely love. Uh, another, a uh, South Australian wrestler. Uh, yeah, she is someone who has been, been in NXT for a while was the first ever UK Women's Champion and would also be the NXT Women's Champion, the first wrestler to do both. Uh, Ripley started off as kind of a heel on NXT UK and had a feud with Tony Storm over the title and uh, she would go on an undefeated streak after after winning the inaugural title. Uh, Tony Storm, of course, you know, ended her 139-day reign, and that was also her first defeat in NXT. And in August, uh, Ripley would be drafted over to the U.S. side of NXT, where she interrupted then-women's champion Shayna Baszler, swiping the microphone right from her hand, saying that Baszler's beaten everyone on NXT, but she hasn't beaten her, which would set a feud up between the two. Uh, this, of course, would culminate at places like NXT War Games and Survivor Series. Uh, 
Ripley led her team over Team Baszler, which was, of course, Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kaylee Ray. Despite Dakota Kai turning heel and attacking Tegan Knox in the match, neither of the two were, were in it. So, leaving this left Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae in a two-on-four handicap match. But Ripley would, of course, pin Baszler, following the Riptide, and at Survivor Series the next night, Ripley, as Team NXT, defeated Raw in SmackDown when she last eliminated SmackDown Captain Sasha Banks with her, LeRae, and Shirai as the survivors. And then Ripley would be become the, the NXT Women's Champion on an episode of NXT, I think right at the end of the year last year. Uh, had a great match against Tony Storm at Worlds Collide, uh, de- successfully defending her title there. And then Ripley made her Raw debut, confronting Royal Rumble winner Charlotte Flair, leading to their match at WrestleMania this year, which unfortunately Ripley lost. But, you know, I'm not going to get into that whole debate about Charlotte and the NXT Women's title. I was for it. I mean, it was okay. It was a, it was a a change to excuse me pop my goodness I am keeping that yawn in because it is late and I'm gonna finish recording here. <laughs> so Ripley is just someone I gravitated towards, I guess because of her new look, because of her heavy metal theme and the spikes and the leather and that. And she's just badass. She's she is tall, well maybe a little bit taller than some of the women. She's five nine, and but she looks imposing compared to, let's say, like Alexa Bliss or Nikki Cross or Bianca Belair. But my goodness, Ripley is badass. She is young. She she is only 23, and she's already two NXT championships under her belt. And my goodness, the sky is the limit for her. And I I just can't wait to see how, how big how, uh, big she's going to be. And speaking of Sky's the Limit, my number one pick is, of course... Don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. It's Bob! Ow! Yes, it's Sasha Banks. Oh, Sasha Banks. What can I say about the boss? Uh, Someone I have liked since the beginning, uh, especially her heel run in NXT. uh, After she turned her back on Bayley, disbanding the BFFs. uh, the cousin of Snoop Dogg, who you can hear in the background. Not a big fan of Snoop, but this is going to be an exception because it's it's Sasha Banks' theme. It's alright. I like her old theme better, but that's just me. So Sasha Banks, of course, uh, one of the pioneers of the NXT women's division. One of the pioneers of the current women's revolution 
Her and Bailey had some of the best matches in the history of NXT itself. The whole brand. You know, they would main event, I believe it was was it Brooklyn? Yeah, they main evented Brooklyn. You know, there was a match another match between her and Charlotte at Our Evolution. You know, Banks lost that. Uh, Sasha Banks would finally win the women's title from Charlotte and this would lead into a feud with Bailey. You know, take over Brooklyn. Sasha Banks dropped the championship to her, ending her historic reign at 192 days. And after the match, you know, this this was the the main event match, I believe it was. Nope, that was that was after this. That was after this. So at Brooklyn, uh, you know, when Bailey beat her. They um they celebrated in the ring together along with Becky and Charlotte, the four horsewomen. And at NXT Takeover Respect on October 7th, 2015, Bailey defeated Banks in the main event, the first ever women's main event in NXT history, in the historic and amazing. 30-minute Iron Woman match, the first Iron Woman match in WWE history. Phenomenal stuff. Uh, Banks would make her debut on the main roster in July of 2015, along with Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Becky Lynch. After you know Stephanie was calling for a revolution in the then called Divas Division. We would see, you know, Team Bella with Alicia, Alicia Fox and the Bella Twins. Uh, Sasha Banks, Team Bad with Naomi and Tamina, Beautiful and Dangerous. And I believe there was another one with uh, Paige, Becky, and... Was it Paige, Becky, and Charlotte? Was that the one that... Team PBC or, or something... Yeah, they had to change their name because Submission Sorority was, well, turn on safe search when you look for that. <laughs> so, Sasha Banks would have a couple of reigns here as champion, playing hot potato with Charlotte, participating in the first ever uh, Hell in the Cell match, I believe it was. And then, yeah, Sasha Banks would continue to make history with... Uh, with the women's division and have and would have a feud with Bailey and then tag with Bailey, you know, because she is the current women's tag team champion, and I think it's only a matter of time before they actually have their feud. Because it's been a long time coming. Sure we had that bit last year or the year before with them and Dr. Shelby that went nowhere. You know, Sasha Banks is just someone I thought have has been one of the best in the company. Uh, has a fantastic personality, a great heel. I mean, she made Izzy cry when when Izzy was uh, uh, a child. Shout out to Izzy, by the way. Uh, you are absolutely killing it in your training, and I hope that you know you become something great in in the wrestling industry. And I can't wait to see that feud between uh, 
between uh, her and Banks and Bailey uh, make it for a very interesting, interesting time. So Sasha Banks and Bailey took place in history again in the first ever women's elimination chamber. Was it the first ever women's elimination chamber match? It was the first tag team one because that set off the inaugural women's tag team championship. And of course, you know, Sasha went on a bit of a hiatus last year and then came back, I think just after SummerSlam and immediately, immediately turned, uh, turned heel, uh, uh, injuring Natalia in a backstage, you know, thing. She had this new blue hair and a purple wig. Uh, my goodness. And all the swag that she wears coming out to the ring. She has that confidence. She has that swagger. She has that gimmick. A fantastic heel. You know, kind of a bitch. As a heel, what just adds to her character. And, you know, she's she's got that uh, that attitude as well. And, you know, being related to Snoop Dogg, you know, might might help with... Like her presentation and this rap theme that they just they they have for her now, only adds to it. So I can't wait for Sasha Banks to unseat Bailey as SmackDown Women's Champion. It's SummerSlam. It has to happen at SummerSlam. And man, I would love to see another historic reign with her, uh, and just continue to absolutely kill it. On the main roster, I mean the the four horse women just dynamite, and I love seeing you know women's wrestling flourish. I love seeing it have a more prominent role, like main eventing in NXT Takeover, and they they just did this this month with Takeover in your house. You know Io Shirai, Charlotte, and and Ripley main evented that show, which was just perfect and you know it seems like just yesterday we were doing the hashtag gives divas a chance and you know and even i got into that because well when i was a teenager we had sable and jacqueline and trish stratus lita women were used as objects and i'm so happy and I'm so proud of women's wrestling today being at the forefront, being in the main event, being taken seriously. And Sasha Banks was part of that revolution. And I, one of many reasons why she is my favorite current women's wrestler. Now, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, I wanted to give an honorable mention to somebody. So this would have been kind of a six. So Nyla Rose is someone that I have been paying attention to since AEW. You know, Nyla Rose uh, became the second women's champion in the company's short history. And Nyla Rose is, of course, the first, I think, the first transgender female uh, in wrestling. Or at least the first transgender women's champion, which that just shows that wrestling is for everybody or should be you know wrestling is a place that should be inclusive 
and not full of all the bullying and abuse that I spoke of earlier. And Nyla, she takes a lot of flack online. You know, 90% of them are awful transphobic comments. Uh, Screw those and screw those people. But Nyla is someone, I think, who has absolutely killed it in AEW. Has she has the perfect gimmick? You know, she's a, she's a little bit bigger than the rest of the women. You know, they call her the Native Beast, and uses that power to an advantage. She kind of reminds me of Awesome Kong a little bit. So yeah, my honorable mention. I I had to shout out Nyla Rose because she is just fantastic, and her and her uh, spouse, a wife, uh, are a fantastic follow on twitter uh so sh- shout out to to both of them I, I i forget the name of nyla spouse i'm sorry see the the kale nevison seamstress or something like that big time shout out to them and big time shout out to women's wrestling next week my top five of all time which would probably be you know the ones that are all retired now so this has been frets Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Stay safe. God bless you. I love you. Peace.